Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Have you ever heard the saying that says if something is free, then you're the product? Well, today, Pastor J.D. explores how this proves true when it comes to social media. You'll see how the goal is to get your attention and keep you scrolling. But it's more than just that. They want to change what you do and how you think. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 2nd, 2022. Number 11, slanderous. Now, this is an interesting word in the original language. It's the Greek word diabolos, where we get devil. Uh, diabolical, devilish, slanderous. Again, just bear with me, please. This is so sad. Christians, and dare I say even pastors, are guilty of the sin of gossip and slander. You know that gossip is a sin, right? You know that the Apostle Paul includes gossip in a list of sins along with murder, adultery, sexual immorality, gossiping. Doesn't seem like it would belong there. It does. This to me is so pronounced and prevalent on social media. Christians, pastors, sadly, slandering their brothers and sisters in Christ. And social media provides the perfect storm, the perfect platform for the perfect storm. Here's a question, and I think all of us would do well to ask ourselves this question. Would I gossip or slander that person face to face? See, social media provides the anonymity, the, the protection, if you will, to hide behind the screen or the keyboard or the device. It's diabolical. It's devilish. Number 12, without self-control. Now to me, this speaks for itself when it comes to social media addiction, and certainly porn addiction, by the way. This is how the brain works. The, it's the overpowering of the dopamine receptors, rendering an addict out of control with no self-control. We're going to talk more about that in a moment as well. It's the brain, neurologically, you're creating a pathway, and it's a dopamine, a God-given dopamine that is a reward chemical in the brain. 
Number 13, brutal. Social media has taken brutality and savagery, vileness and viciousness to unprecedented levels in human history. Number 14, not lovers of the good. This is interesting for a number of reasons, not the least of which is a good and godly post will only get a fraction of likes, whereas a vicious and slanderous post is algorithm-friendly and rewarded with numerous likes. It's designed to do that. Number 15, treacherous. This word has the meaning of being traitors, betrayers, no sense of loyalty to anything or anyone at any time. 16, rash. This word has the meaning of being reckless, thoughtless, inconsiderate, which makes sense given that there's no concern for others, only self. Number 17, conceited. Conceit has the idea of being puffed up with a sense of one's own self-importance, which again is the result of loving one's self. Number 18, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Should come as no surprise, right? I mean, one who loves themselves is entitled to any and all pleasures for self. And number 19, lastly, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. So this one sums it all up. Explaining, not excusing, ungodliness and the powerlessness that will always ensue under the banner of being all show and no go. I have to confess that it's this last one that is the ultimate indictment on God's people who only have an outward form with no inward substance. Let me explain. When God's people, especially pastors, remain silent, so too do they remain powerless. And that creates a vacuum that has to be filled. And is it any wonder that the vacuum is filled with the non-Christian, who I would argue God may choose to use when Christians refuse? When pastors and leaders abdicate their responsibility It's like Mordechai said to Esther, deliverance will come from someone else. And if God cannot find, as he searches to and fro his eyes throughout the earth, for one who is fully devoted to him, committed to him, no matter what the cost, so that he can be strong on their behalf, and he searches and finds no one, oh, he'll find someone else. Enter the September 2020 Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma, in which former social media executives and developers 
reveal the horrifying and terrifying truth behind these platforms. I want you to listen very carefully because what follows are a number of quotes, not my words, in their own words. And it comes from a transcript that I found online. We provided a link to it. These are their words. I'll start with Tristan Harris, a former design ethicist for Google, who has been called the closest thing Silicon Valley has to a conscience. Quoting, when you look around, it feels like the world is going crazy. You have to ask yourself, like, is this normal? Or have we all fallen under some kind of spell? The classic saying is, if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product. A lot of people think, you know, oh well, Google's just a search box, and Facebook's just a place to see what my friends are doing and see their photos. But what they don't realize is that they're competing for your attention. So, you know, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, companies like this, their business model is to keep people engaged on the screen. Here's a quote from Tim Kendall, former executive of Facebook and former president of Pinterest. Quote, We wanted to figure out how to get as much of this person's attention as we possibly can. How much time can we get you to spend? And then listen to this quote. How much of your life can we get you to give to us? No, I already gave my life to Jesus. You can't have it. They, they want your life, man. Justin Rosenstein, the co-inventor of Google Drive, Gmail chat, Facebook pages, and the Facebook like button, had this to say, quote, When you think about how some of these companies work, it starts to make sense. There are all these services on the internet that we think of as free, but they're not free. They're paid for by advertisers. Why do advertisers pay those companies? They pay in exchange for showing their ads to us. We're the product. Our attention is the product being sold to advertisers. Jaron Lanier, author of the book, <laughs> 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts, right now. In fact, let's just do that right now. Let's take our devices and <laughs> not so fast, not yet. He takes it a step further and says, quote, that's a little too simplistic. I want you to listen very carefully. This is in the context of us being the product and our attention. This is what the product is. It's the gradual, slight, imperceptible change in your own behavior and perception that is the product. Wait a minute. In other words, social media can change your behavior? Yes. 
change your perception? Yes. And that's the product? Yes. Still quoting, that's the only thing there is for them to make money from. Changing what you do, how you think, who you are. It's a gradual change. It's slight. That can be incredible. And that's worth a lot of money. Dr. Shoshana Zuboff, professor emeritus at Harvard Business School and author of The Age of Surveillance Capitalism, of this said, quote, One thing they concluded is that we know, we now know, we can affect real-world behavior and emotions without ever triggering the user's awareness. They are completely clueless. Chamath Palahapatiya, former vice president of Facebook, added, quote, So, we want to psychologically figure out how to manipulate you as fast as possible and then give you back that dopamine hit. Because that's the reward. I'm going to finish this. uh, Well, let me do that real quick. We did that brilliantly at Facebook. Instagram has done it. WhatsApp has done it. You know, Snapchat has done it. Twitter has done it. Okay. I want to use your God-given imagination now, okay, and intellect, and I want you to reason through this with me. Why do people keep putting money into that slot machine and pulling it? Not you. We're talking other people. Be careful. That's a Hawaii thing, isn't it? So what makes people keep putting more and more money into that machine and pulling that lever? Dopamine. Oh, this next one could be the one. You you doubtless have seen the studies where they have these rats. I feel so sorry for rats. (laughs) They take these rats and they put them in a cage and they're studying them. And they have this little lever that if they push down on it, they get, you know, something that is rewarding to them. So that they keep pushing on that thing just to get the reward. Am I saying that we're rats? Yeah, we're dirty rats, every single one of us. It's the same thing. Why, why do you keep scrolling down? Dopamine. I don't know if that's where the word dope came from, but <laughs> we were actually having that discussion uh, in my home recently. Dopamine. Oh, maybe. Oh, ooh. You know, dopamine squirt. You got the dopamine receptors are going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep scrolling, swiping, scrolling. No, you can't. You can't stop. This is so you, you set your phone, by the way, turn off your notifications. This is why you put your phone down. You're like, okay. Oh you're, oh, you're having a conversation. Oh, so-and-so liked my post. Well, I'm going to thank you. I love you. Okay, what were you saying now? It's manipulation. It's programming, conditioning. 
brainwashing. So powerful is this psychological dopamine manipulation, Dr. Jonathan Haidt of New York University Stern School of Business and author of, this is an interesting title, The Righteous Mind, Why Good People Are Divided by Politics and Religion, cited the chilling statistics saying, quote, there has been a gigantic increase in depression and anxiety for American teenagers, which began in 2011 and 2013. The number of teenage girls out of 100,000 in this country who were admitted to a hospital every year because they cut themselves or otherwise harmed themselves, that number was pretty stable until around 2010-2011, and then it begins going way up. It's up 62% for older teen girls. It's up 189% for the pre-teen girls. That's nearly triple. Even more horrifying, still quoting, we see the same pattern with suicide. The older teen girls, 15 to 19 years old, they're up 70% compared to the first decade of this century. The preteen girls who have very low rates to begin with, they are up 151%. And that pattern points to social media. Gen Z, the kids born after 1996 or so, those kids are the first generation in history that got on social media in middle school. The aforementioned Tristan Harris in a talk he gave summed it up best when he stated, and I quote, We were all looking for the moment when technology would overwhelm human strengths and intelligence. When is it going to cross the singularity, replace our jobs, be smarter than humans? But there's this much earlier moment when technology exceeds and overwhelms human weaknesses. This point being crossed is at the root of addiction, polarization, radicalization, outrageification, he coins it, vanityification, the entire thing. This is overpowering human nature, and this is checkmate on humanity. If the overpowering of human nature weren't bad enough, here's what Rashida Richardson, adjunct professor at New York University School of Law and Artificial Intelligence, now Institute Director of Policy Research, had to say, quote, We all simply are operating on a different set of facts. When that happens, you're no longer able to reckon with or even consume information that contradicts with what worldview that you've created. That means we aren't actually being objective, constructive individuals. Let me say parenthetically, not quoting, um, we are being brainwashed in terms of what to think at the expense of how to think. We're told what to do, not why. We're told what to think, because that's what the algorithms are programmed to do, but we're not told how or why. Complete control, mind control. 
and they know it. This explains why Justin Rosenstein would conclude that, quote, you look over at the other side and you start to think, how can those people be so stupid? Look at all of this information that I'm constantly seeing. How are they not seeing that same information? The answer is, they're not seeing that same information. So many of the problems that we're discussing around political polarization exists in spades on cable television. The media has this same exact problem, where their business model, by and large, is that they're selling our attention to advertisers. And the internet is just a new, even more efficient way to do that. Okay, it's at this juncture that it gets, how do I say it, Uh, very disturbing (laughs) and profoundly prophetic as it relates to what's now happening, and specific to what we're told are conspiracy theories. So if you'll kindly allow me to, I'll expound on this. By way of a preface, everything we've just seen and everything we're about to see point to one end, which should, in large measure, explain everything. And by everything I mean, media and social media explains why it is that the global population was and still is so deceived by the lie, the narrative, chiefly concerning COVID. What follows is arguably the most compelling preponderance of evidence proving said conspiracy theories are conspiracy facts. I saw something the other day that said, when are we going to start calling conspiracy theories spoiler alerts? I'll just let the Holy Spirit take that from there. That's good. By the way, uh, the CIA coined conspiracy theories. I want to talk about that more in a moment. So again, Listen to these quotes in their own words. I'll begin with a quote from Rene DiResta, Stanford Internet Observatory Research Manager and Data for Democracy, former head of policy. Quote, I am still not 100% sure how this originally came about, but as the groups got bigger on Facebook, Facebook's recommendation engine started suggesting to regular users that they join groups. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. 
How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.